Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today, we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. Hi, this is Daniel Segura, host of the Mustachioed Podcastio. You like mustaches? You like movies? You like sexy chinganos? Well, the Podcastio is the place for you. We are talking legendary mustaches from Charles Bronson to the Great Bird Reynolds to the OG Ice T. Find the Mustachioed Podcastio anywhere you listen to podcasts. That is M O U S T Ashioed Podcastio. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I am your host, Dave, and today I am joined by a man whose love for cryptids is only outweighed by his love of Reuben sandwiches, and that would be Luke Ferry. Love me a Reuben. He loves himself a Reuben. How you doing, buddy? It's been a minute. I don't know if I love Reubens more than cryptids, though. You don't think so? No. No. Uh, I mean, to me, some weird genie, even if you sounded like Robin Williams, be like, listen, you have all the rooms you want, but there's no more magic. Like, that's that's a like rooms are good, but like clubs <laughs> exist. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, man, you've been missing for a minute now. How was your uh, your pinball tournament thing? I was good. I made it to the finals. Uh, so it was the top four uh, got my ass absolutely handed to me. But uh <laughs> You know, like one of the guys I was playing with was there was a problem with one of the machines. So instead of just telling the manager, he just casually texted the guy who made and designed the machine. Like just like the whole ass game. Yep. Okay. So like he's been around the pinball block a few more times than I have. Oh, so he's like a he's a seasoned vet kind of deal. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. How many people played in it? Uh, I think there was 20. God damn. So top four got money. So I got 125 bucks that day. That's not that's not bad for a couple hours not of just playing bad. pinball. I took off work for it. Probably would have made more. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that just goes to show how confident you are in your pinball skills. Because like even in the, something that I'm the most confident in, I don't think I'd take a day off work on the off chance that I might win money. <laughs> but you knew you knew like I'm gonna come out of here with oh, some sort on. of bankroll. Yeah. It's your boy, dude. <laughs> that's fair enough. What was what was grand prize? Four hundred. Re- really? Oh, dude, and that's just like a local charity tournament. Like it gets up. A lot higher than that. Oh, it was for charity? Yeah. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. One, of the, one of the biggest reasons I took off. Like, okay, yeah, like, I'll, I maybe I'll lose a little money, but, like, if anything, like, it's uh, Boston's Children's Cancer Center. Get oh. some cash. Yeah. No, that's, uh, <laughs> I would definitely. And then I took $125 away from those kids. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them kids. <laughs> but now, but now, but I didn't know it was for charity. So now maybe I would take the day off work. Even if I wasn't as confident in my Dave skills, Dave Prescott hates to cancer his children. It is now canonized. Well, I mean, what have they ever done for me? Not a damn fucking thing. That's what I'm saying. All right, Luke. Uh, well, you missed out on not not too much. You missed out on the Mananangal, which is a fucking awesome story. Um, but to make up for it, I missed out. Like you didn't fuck up the scheduling. Oh, that's on me. Well, yeah, dude. Well, all right. So here's the thing. So I'm going to going to Vegas on when Thursday. Uh, to promote the show to promote the no i'm going to go to i'm going to when we were young festival oh so to waste time 
Well, it's my, my, if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense, Dave. You got to remember that. <laughs> That's fair enough. No, uh, as well, it's my anniversary, my wedding anniversary on the 21st, and then my birthday is the 28th. So, the wife and I are taking a little vacation. So, I've been working overtime. So, I've been working Saturdays. And I, yeah, I fucked up the schedule. It's on me. But, anyways, <laughs> I'm going to make it up to you, Luke. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I, I I texted you this before the show. I'm not confident that all of my information in this is in the story is correct, but it's unlike every other cryptid story that we've done. I feel confident in a lot of those stories. This one is the only one where I'm like, people like I could potentially get messages on this one. You know what I mean? Even better. It's gonna be great. And, right. You know, it's you know, no bad publicity. <laughs> I can't say that word. Do you just have a stroke? Publicity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, no i'm making toast oh wait no i'm not <laughs> all right so i wanted to continue on with our uh the overseas journey we've been on i figured today we would travel just like a short distance northeast of where our last episode took place which if you remember was the philippines uh to talk about what i believe is one of your favorite types of folkloric creatures and that would be the yokai of japan yeah doggy <laughs> <laughs> now you you know a lot about the yokai right or at least I love yokai stories. You, yeah, I know you do. Uh, now, as I'm sure you know, maybe the listeners might not, there are like literally hundreds of yokai in Japanese folklore. And just like the Mananangal and the Aswang of the Philippine, Filipino folklore, these also get broken down into different categories and subcategories, vampires, ghosts, ghouls, that kind of stuff. Uh, well, I'm not entirely sure if there's a yokai subcategory of self-segmenting viscera suckers. Uh, the subcategory that our topic falls under is uh, the yuri. Now, the name yuri consists of two kanji, uh, yu meaning dim or faint, and ri meaning spirit or soul, to form what basically translates to faint spirit or to us Westerners, ghost. Now, can, do you have any idea what we're going to be talking about today? There's that does not narrow it down at all but no not even. <laughs> <laughs> oh now luke this would be a really boring episode and you'd probably be very disappointed if i just told you some run-of-the-mill boilerplate ghost story right no, no you know you wouldn't be i feel like oh, you'd yeah, be. go for it you send it all right well no well today's subject is something much more terrifying than just some Casper ass ghost. Today we will be Ooh, starving ghosts. No, close. We'll be talking about the original spooky, scary skeleton, the starving skeleton, also known as the Gasherakuru. <laughs> Are you familiar? Uh, vaguely. Okay. Definitely haven't done any deep dives on it, but you know, I, I read the the top paragraph. Gotcha. So for those who aren't familiar, much like I was when writing the script, the Gasha Dakoru is a malevolent spirit that presents itself as a massive, roughly 90 foot tall skeleton that is said to wander Japan during the darkest hours Stuck of the night. Fucking Home Depot. <laughs> Dude, it, this, is, this is every girl's dream. Just a 90 <laughs> foot. Uh, it's, That's my Tinder bio. Your, your Tinder bio is just 90 foot tall skeleton. Yeah, look at me. That's fair enough. You are mostly bone. <laughs> <laughs> My body can't process anything. 
Uh, we used to have, I used to have this really tall friend, tall, skinny friend in high school. And we, he, he went to the gym all the time. And I was like, how can you, how come you go to the gym and you lift weights constantly, but you don't ever get any bulkier. And he just goes, dude, I have miles of bone that these muscles have to stretch across. It's <laughs> like, that's the perfect. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, it true. So again, the Gasha Dakaru is a massive 90 foot tall skeleton. It's sockets eyeless just two massive black holes that scour the landscape looking for its next victim its back is bent and twisted its joints rattling and chattering it's in its 30s it's in its, yeah it's, it's, it's like 31 32 years old uh, but yet somehow it can stay undetected that is until it's too late only knowing that it's near by the sound of grinding teeth or burning in your ears you'll feel like a weird sensation in your ears like you know the old wives tell was like oh Ears are ringing. Someone's talking about you. It's like that, but with a nightmare demon monster. <laughs> kind of the same. Right? Just be my hungover ass at like 1030, like just like grabbing my nose and blowing, like trying to make them pop. <laughs> just a 90 foot tall skeleton walking behind me. Do you no. remember the episode of Rugrats where they thought Reptar got out and they had to find him? Like the, no, the one, wait, the one where they're like in the toy store? No, no, they're at Tommy's house. Okay. And they have to like bust out because like Reptar's outside and he's like in trouble. And okay. they walk outside and they're like, let's look for him. And Chucky's like, he's a hundred foot tall lizard. If you can't see him, he's not here. <laughs> Dude. So fucking real for that. That is. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know how, like, it's a fit, like, it is technically a physical being. So I don't know how it can stay undetected until you hear its teeth grinding. It's 90 feet tall, bro. Yeah, dude, I am six foot tall and skinny. I don't get a plus 20 to stealth checks. Like, No, no. If anything, that's a natural disadvantage. At least walking yeah. through caves and or doors. Something's going to start cracking. Like, <laughs> and I have cartilage. Now, speaking of cartilage. Uh, this thing doesn't have any. It doesn't have any tendons or muscle structure, so it doesn't move too well. Uh, all the depictions of it say it kind of twists and wriggles on the ground until it can kind of get its shit together and move somewhat normally, much like a hungover person in their 30s. <laughs> yeah, like my left leg every time I try to get out of bed. <laughs> exactly. Or when you're sitting on the toilet for too long and you're on your phone and your elbows make your knees go numb. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that. Uh, some even say... This wasn't in all the descriptions, but in some of the descriptions to say that it it like is burning like a faint green or blue, like it's just covered in green or blue flip, which doesn't make it worse, but it sure as hell does not make it any fucking better. <laughs> like it's already pretty bad. The fire doesn't add or subtract from the nightmarish thing that this is. Bullshit. I think it adds. You think it's scarier? I don't think the being on fire. Yeah. <sighs> Well, it doesn't matter if it's on fire. It doesn't because it's that's not how it kills you. <laughs> what I'm saying at this point, mm -hmm. he could just pick you up mm -hmm. and it's just like me picking up my kitty. Yeah. But if my hands were a fire and I picked up my kitty, I don't think it's like I think it's like an ethereal fire. Like, I don't think it's like a burn. Yeah, but fire. I don't know that until I get there. That's you know? yeah. And by the time you're touching it, it's probably way too late. <laughs> <laughs> Two giant hands are coming at you. One's on fire, one's not. What you going for? Is there like a rock I can just fall forward onto? I mean, yeah, but he's going to like pick it up. That's uh, fair. All right. So it's funny you should mention 
uh, giant burning hands coming down at you. Uh, <laughs> it's said that when the Gashadakuru does happen across a human, it's not good. Uh, and huh. this excerpt from an article on yabai.com puts it way better than I ever could. So I'm just going to quote it straight up. It says, quote, there will be no mercy. These are vicious and vengeful spirits that are out to let that are out to let their negative energies and savagery flow relentlessly. They don't have any specific diet, but they love the taste of human blood. The Gashadakuru creeps up behind its victim as silently as possible, grabs them with its bony hands, bites its head off, and then downs the blood pouring from the major arteries of the neck, end quote. So it basically... It Attack from Titan. <laughs> yeah, that. But I was going to say, remember squeeze it? The... <laughs> You're basically a human squeeze it at that point. Just fucking just one gulp, all of your fucking blood right down its skeleton. But it's a skeleton, so I'm assuming that when it does it, it's kind of like it is kind of like the ghosts from Casper when they eat food and just kind of plops out the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm sure you're wondering where does the spirit come from and why is he so mad? No. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I guess yeah, it, just does, get it, you yeah, know? it doesn't really just, need any explanation, but I'm going to tell you if you want to know. Well, I guess I'm already here. It said that the I feel like I'm not pronouncing this right, but I'm going to keep saying it the way Definitely I have. Definitely not pronouncing it right. Just keep going. The Gasha Dakotu, that's it has to be it. If anyone listening can tell me a better way. But I asked my wife who did take japanese in college that it is I was gonna say why aren't we like consulting here like, yeah i asked her and she said it's gasha Dakura, but she is also just a white chick from new hampshire so <laughs> fuck knows. she's our best resource guys i'm sorry like no it's she's great but it she's it's the cream of the crop from what we have to access i mean she is better than both of us both of us and as in like a personal and just like well-being state of like but it is what it is um so the gasha Dakura forms out of piles of bones of those who have died from famine or lost their lives on the battlefield but never received a proper burial. The restless spirit, full of hate and rage, then takes off into the countryside, uh, usually places where there were like scenes of old battles, mass graves, old cemeteries, seeking revenge and justice for the souls of those who passed but were dishonored after death. Now, there are a lot of different origin stories of how the Gashadakuru came to be, and no one is 100% like really certain, but it's believed to have originated in the 10th century in what some would call like a semi-historical account. <laughs> um, semi-historical. I, I, well, I mean, I like that. It's literally in like the year 900 something. I'm sure this was written down, but most of this is probably word to mouth. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this gets a little convoluted and, I'm going to butcher a bunch of Japanese names and Japanese uh, like provinces. But the story of how this thing came to be is fucking baller, dude. Are you ready for this? Oh, buddy. You know it. <laughs> so the story goes that a very well-known and respected samurai slash nobleman in the Kanto region of Japan named Masakado was ambushed by three of his cousins over a marriage dispute. Now, Masakado, being the kind of person who doesn't take any shit because he's a samurai, uh, decided to go burn their home down (laughs) 
killing his uncle Kunika in the process. Now, news of the so a straight G. Yeah, dude, he just he, dude, he woke up and just fucking chose violence. Like as soon as he got jumped, he was like, "Fuck this!" and turned into like the Punisher. It's this story's fucking wild, dude. Love that for him. So, uh, he decided to go burn their homes down. And he ended up killing his uncle Kunika in the process. Now, news of the death of dear old uncle Kunika reached another one of Masakado's cousins, a man named Yoshimasa, who wanted to avenge the death of his uncle and challenge Masakado to a duel, which he immediately lost. <laughs> like, he was, like, just, just not even, like, no challenge whatsoever. He didn't. If a samurai has a problem with you, just deal with it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yup. He fucked my wife. That's it. Yep, that's it. Yep. He's now your She's wife. Fucked. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he didn't. You're not going to unfuck her by getting your head cut and white off. <laughs> no, he didn't die, but he was for sure embarrassed. And not being able to handle the embarrassment, Yoshimasa tattled on Masakado to another one of his relatives and also someone who just happened to be the assistant governor of the Kuzasa province. His name was Yoshikani. So Yoshikani gathered up thousands of soldiers because he had that kind of the kind of the kind of resources at his disposal and marched to go battle Masakado, which to me kind of seems like a gross overreaction to Yeah, like maybe like <laughs> six guys are like kind of good could probably yeah, get but done. Either way, Masakado was able to scrounge up a small army of just 100 soldiers and handed Yashikani his ass because if we've learned anything so far, Masakado is a fucking baller, dude. <laughs> this does not give a fuck. Now, here's the part in the story where I'm going to kind of yada, yada, yada a bit here and just give you some bullet points because this gets a little... this this. Reading this was so convoluted and I couldn't really keep up with it because of who I am as a person. Uh, <laughs> but basically, Masakado was brought to Kyoto to pay for his crimes. What crimes? I'm assuming just the murder of his uncle, not the, not, you know. But he got off on a pardon. Now, Yoshikani battled him again, but this time Masakado was injured during the battle. So he fled with his wife, who, spoiler alert, was Yashikani's daughter. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that must be why this guy had it fucking out for him to begin with. Right? I would assume. I bet, I bet he didn't love it. No, I'm sure. Yeah, he wasn't stoked on the idea. But I mean, he is a nobleman. So I mean, marrying your daughter off to a nobleman back then, like, it was probably a big deal. Standard issue. But then you don't expect that guy to, like, kill your uncle. That's fair. <laughs> then in the year 939 Masakado starts a full-on rebellion known as the Tangio disturbance which is 100% real I looked into this this dude literally did this this ends with a 90 foot stealth skeleton <laughs> <laughs> again semi-historical accounting uh, now this started this popped off when he attacked one of the central government's outposts and then within the year, he controlled several provinces and gave himself the title of new emperor. Because why the fuck not? So this if dude... If you're in the position to just say it, then say it. Yeah. You know? So, like, slay queen. <laughs> so this dude is just fucking shit up left and right. 
all because he got attacked by his cousins and then decided, fuck all of you. I'm just going to take over the whole thing. So this is where the shit gets real. So the government in Kyoto acknowledged his attacks as a genuine revolt and put a bounty out on his head. And in 940, he was killed and beheaded by another one of his cousins, Satomori, and some dude named Hidesato. I don't give a shit about him. And <laughs> they killed him, decapitated him, brought his head to Kyoto for a reward where it was then prominently displayed on the steps for the world to see. Now, this made Masakado's daughter, who just happened to be a very famous and very powerful sorceress, pretty upset. <laughs> uh, she was pretty upset that they would kill her father and then disrespect him in such a way. Uh, so she used her ancient magic to summon the first Oh, that's where it deviates. Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> to summon the first Gushikaru from the bones of those soldiers who fought alongside Masakado in battle and then unleash it onto Tokyo where it ravaged the city, killing and destroying pretty much everything in its wake, stopping only when the head of Masakado was removed from Kyoto and moved to what is now modern-day Tokyo where a grave still stands and there's a still like a monument to him to this day near the Tokyo Imperial Palace. But yeah, Luke, there you have it. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like when, um, you know, Booth got into the, the theater and killed Lincoln, and then it made furries become a real thing. I mean... I mean, I, I bet you, I bet you, there is a direct connection between those. It, of, yeah. There's no way there isn't, but I mean, no, yeah, I can't. There's, I, I have nothing to refute what you just said. <laughs> it's a hundred percent like when Booth killed Lincoln, and now there are furries. Is how this man was beheaded, and then his daughter summoned a ninety foot tall Home Depot skeleton to <laughs> ravage Kyoto. <laughs> Oh. Home Depot could not pull this off. This is Lowe's all day long. <laughs> I love that Lowe's is like the target uh, to Home Depot's Walmart. Oh, 100%, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, Luke, there you have it. That is uh, the maybe, possibly the best of my ability story of the Gashadakuru. How was it? What do you think? I, like it's, it, it, I don't know why you said it was like going to be hard to understand, like giant skeleton eats people like you know gogurts but yeah i get it oh, gogurt is such a better i and i said squeeze it but you know what yeah i think Go. we're on the same thing but yeah so we're all here that's it that's the story that's all i got man that's that's it you know i was thinking you know this was going to be a slightly quicker one uh where are we at with time uh we're at uh 22 minutes we're almost at the end here bud how about I tell you a quick yokai story? One of my favorites. You got a quick yokai story? Oh, shit. We doubling up right now? Oh, we doubling up. Oh, God. That's a short one. All right. No, yeah. Go for it. Yoki, baby. <laughs> so, David. Yes. Mr. Prescott. That's me. Uh, do you poop? Uh, like, are we t like, are we talking about, like, healthy, regular, consistent? Or do you, like, just swap just, it all? Yeah. It's, yeah, me it's, too. It's infrequent, and it's, uh... Nightmarish. Oh, mine are quite frequent, but <laughs> yeah, but you have a bunch of fucking stomach problems, so that makes sense. Yeah, you're like Jamie Hurley, but like functional. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
no shade to Jamie Hurley, but he does have poopy yeah, problems. Yeah, he's a good boy. Yeah. But we, we both got poopy problems. Uh, <laughs> buy a bidet, my man. It changes everything. Uh, but to answer your question, yeah, you know, everybody poops. There's a whole book about it. I've read that book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I believe the second one was Everyone Poops the Reckoning. <laughs> Not the rectuming. <laughs> Well, Dave, <laughs> get on with your story before I keep going. <laughs> this Japanese yokai can be traced back to urban legends and records as early as 1930. 1930? He dons a, a dude, they, they've been making them. Well, I was going to say, hold on, they're still making yokai? Oh, they don't stop, dude. I love that. Oh, yeah. I feel like we stopped, inve- we stopped inventing cryptids in America in like the 70s. Yeah, because we have real horrors. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough continue he dons a red cape and a mask and can be found in women's bathrooms so when he does it he gets a wiki page but when i do it oh no but yeah and i'm sure you guys serve the the, same purpose too (laughs) no uh the akamanto akamanto the yokai approaches you in your most dire time of need when all hope is lost. When you're taking a big poop? When there's no more toilet paper to wipe with. Oh, no. I've been there, and it's the worst. Akamanto <laughs> generously comes in and offers you two rolls. One is red, and one is blue, and lets you choose which color you would like. Dave, what color are you choosing? Akamanto, Akamanto's cunt right here. Hold on. Is he pulling a Morpheus? Am I going to find out I'm living in a simulation? Make your choice. I'm gonna go. Oh fuck, I'm gonna. I'll see. Blue to me means good. Red means bad. But this could go either way. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll go red. Ooh, red. Your throat is now slit, and your blood is covering you and falling <laughs> into the toilet, filling the bowl with not only your feces and maybe half of a fucking strip of toilet paper, oh. but <laughs> wait. So what's blue? Uh, you are choked to death. Your head is put into the toilet. And wait, so I'm choked. So neither option is good. Uh, well, you could ask for a different color. Can you really? Yeah. Then you get dragged to hell. <laughs> so, all right. So it's either red or blue. Red, I get my throat slit. The yes. blood flows down my body into the toilet. Mm-hmm. Or blue i get choked to death and then i get a poop swirly yeah you'll already be dead for that part but yeah either way or i can be like yo neither of these are my vibe can i get maybe like a purple or a turquoise and then i just immediately get dragged to hell right away do not pass go what is the point of this like is this like a cautionary tale to always check for toilet paper like what what why why i don't know i didn't take it (laughs) what what's it look like does it look he like can a, be, he can be banished. He can be banished. With unbridled savagery. <laughs> you just hike those bad boys up and bow-legged walk right past this bitch. So you got to do the fucking, like, the mm-hmm. the Yosemite Sam past them and yep. just walk out? And, and disappear like the albeit stinky queen that you are. That's, I mean, that's... That's fine. So what's it? So, also, so I wrote on my 
my Instagram post about that uh, that I finished it with. Uh, now that's what I call getting caught with your pants down. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, so so all so it literally, what does it look like? Oh, uh, dude in a robe with a mask. That's it. So it just looks like a human dude. Yeah. Just wearing like a smoking jacket. Uh, it's like a cloak in the picture that I found. Okay. With some buttons, like a pea coat with a key. Now, why? Why does this thing exist? Uh, the world's a cold, dead place. That's fair enough by me. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Luke. Well, there's one that's just a wall. Yeah, dude. So there's so many yokai. So there's like you said hundreds. I think there's well over a thousand. Well, there's hundreds, but then I, those gets broken down into subcategories. So I don't know if the subcategories have different ones uh, in with oh, them. Hundred yeah. percent. But I mean, but some of them are evil. Some of them are good. Like they're not all. It's not like the Oswong or like the Jin, where like every single one is just like bloodthirsty and ready to fucking murder you. Like there are. And good- then it gets even more complicated because some of them just switch at some point. Yeah, like the Hunda. Like used to be like just this chill dude who just walked around, played music and danced. And then a couple hundred years later, it was reported just finding anyone who did good and smashing their fucking heads into rocks. Yeah, it's all it's 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 all very confusing. But and everyone changes with age, so I get it. Yeah, no, you can't judge someone. And he doesn't have off. a butthole. I'd be mad too. But the Kappa has three buttholes, which is a mm-hmm. fun fact. So, you know, there's a lot to go. There's lots to digest here. Um I Wait. love diversity. It's great. Uh, all right, Luke. Well, that's the end of the episode. I appreciate you, and I am glad that you're back on. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug or say to the audience before we uh, sign off? Uh, for my folks in the good section of the country, uh, 603 Seltzer came out with a pumpkin spice seltzer. Is it I good? bought this thinking 100% that it was going to be the worst thing I ever tasted and I- literally gagged two or three times before I could actually get it to my lips. Very good. It's actually great. I just needed to know. I needed to know if it sucked. I was out nine bucks, whatever. No, the gross curiosity. I completely understand when it comes to trying new beers. I completely it get it. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard, you heard it here for her. Uh, uh, yeah. It, uh, 603 pumpkin spiced, <laughs> pumpkin spice seltzer. Ugh. I'll take your word for it. Oh, all right. I'm going to say goodbye now. Luke, do you want to say goodbye? Come on, do it. I'm trying to get my cat to say goodbye, but she won't. All right. Bye, everybody.